0: This is episode number two hundred and thirty-five of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome, Sal DiVincenzo here in the studio with my fabulous colleagues Sarah Fade,
1: hi,
0: and Nicole Rambo. Hello. How's everyone doing?
1: Good. So it's
0: it's yes, a little warm this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little warm this week. It is summer though, so it's exceptionally it's better, warm though. Yes, better, better, better now than in the middle of January. Then there would be we would be in trouble. Or in Arizona. Anyway, uh, we're going to jump right into our segments. Nicole, why don't you go first?
1: Sure. It's really just, a, I don't know what it is today. I was on Common Sense Media. Oh, yes. So What is
0: Common Sense Media, Nicole?
1: It's a website for parents, educators, and advocates that kind of talk about different media and what they think um, their appropriate age regions are for each thing. So, like, and they do everything they do, like podcasts, apps. Uh, books movies tv shows all those kinds of things and it's nice it's um there's like uh actually if you click on it now the heading was like know what your kids are into before they get into it type of thing you nice. know what I mean so they kind of see what's coming up and you can kind of get an idea like if you hear a book like I mentioned several episodes ago about the, the little girl who was asking for those books yes. that I read you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so like stuff like that so like, you hear this title over and over again, or you hear about, you know, this movie or TV show, and you're like, what actually is that? And you can kind of get an idea without having to watch it yourself if you're not into it. Like, what other parents are think that's appropriate and kind of what all is in it. Is it not appropriate because of cursing or, you know, because of, like, drug use or, you know, whatever the case may be, so you can make your own decisions on whether you want your child to read it, watch it, listen to it, whatever. Great. So there was some... Um, that might be like popular coming up uh, especially for teens there was um it was on prime so if you have prime uh the summer i turned pretty was a big one that's pretty Mm -hmm, popular mm -hmm. it was um it's a book by uh jenny han who's um to all the boys i'd love before fame um so this is a uh, another book by her it turned into um a i think it was a movie I heard it was very good. I haven't watched it yet, but I heard it was really good. And parents say 13 and up good is good. And, kid, and kids also can leave their reviews on Common Sense Media, which is nice. And they also agree that 13 and up. It's in our YA section, so all around seems to be.
0: That's interesting. I could just imagine a nine-year-old going, oh, I'm a few years early
1: on this <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess thirteen and up are saying it's appropriate for thirteen and up. It's
0: appropriate for me. Yeah,
1: another one that came out at the end of July is Paper Girls, which is a mm-hmm. YA graphic novel. So that got turned into a TV show again on uh, Prime. Um, so and it's a very popular. Um, graphic novel. Is this novel. the um, time travel one? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, um, and it has um, parents say fourteen and up, kids say thirteen and up. So, mm-hmm. you know, around around that age. Again, it's in our YA section, so that's mm-hmm. you know, it fits for where it is in our collection anyway, where it's usually housed in most libraries. They say it's a s- suspenseful time travel tale uh, that does have violence and some strong language. That's kind of what they're saying.
0: I like the way it's very straightforward. It's like, you know, you go to the page, it tells you exactly yeah, what you need no, to Yeah,
1: no, it's know. nice. And both of these actually have four to five star ratings too, like overall ratings. So that's good. So people seem to like them. And then there was this book that I saw on there called The Elephant Girl. Um, it's a common sense selection for families. And oh. this is for ages 10 and up. So it's about a girl who comes of age and and powerful, inspiring story. She lives near like a elephant um, reserve, I think it's in Zambia, and she like finds these like elephants near a watering hole, and like it's like her and I think her father was killed too, so it has like a little bit of violence, I guess. But um, and then like her relationship with the people and with the elephants, and then like poachers come along and saving them and stuff, and like in the beginning of the summer, do you remember that story about the elephant? Yes. And the lady. Yes. Rightfully so. There's there this story about in India, actually. I think it was in India. Uh-huh. This old woman, well, she's in her 70s, mm-hmm. older lady, mm-hmm. was at a watering hole, like getting water. Okay. And an elephant killed, trampled and killed her. On purpose? Oh, yeah. And then, so the the town like found her and they were having like a funeral for her, which is like, a, I guess, a, it's like outdoors yeah, and it's yeah. kind of like that. Well, the elephant showed up to the funeral- No. Picked up her body, swung it around.
0: Are you kidding me? (laughs)
1: Put it back down (laughs) and left. And didn't touch anyone else, like didn't really disturb the village, just came there to do what it had to do Mm -hmm. and left. That's freaky.
0: That's really freaky. Well,
1: elephants never forget. And they say that, like, like, and this is very, like, because it is, it's a small... A town village in India so you you know what I mean and like getting those news stories yeah, is yeah. like a couple of things removed and stuff like that even though you can find it I you know find it on like pretty reputable sources and mm-hmm. stuff like that but um it definitely did happen but people are speculating they don't know for sure that she might have helped poachers
0: oh my goodness
1: at one point, even if it was years ago, like take away one of her babies, one of these elephants babies he saw her, or she the she saw or she recognized her. Wow. And uh yeah, Maybe and they're on a
0: is something. I'm pretty
1: sure they're on a sanctuary so they couldn't do anything to the elephant.
0: No, yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh and I don't know if anyone was really asking them to, like no. and there was one they did interview in one of the articles I read uh like an elephant expert and he he, he wasn't going to say this lady did that but he did say well <laughs> elephants uh, don't really forget yeah, really? yep, yep. mm-hmm. and uh, they're known wow. for their very, uh, you know, lifelong memory and uh, you know, like, and so wow. you know, like he's you know, like I said, he didn't you know say like this woman did that, but he's just saying, and it's not usual. He also said it's it is very unusual for them to just
0: yeah do this out
1: of nowhere. They're yeah. not like violent like that. Very specific where they would,
0: to this person. Yeah,
1: especially because they strolled up to the town like the village. And it was just that one, it just her. Like other people were at the funeral, and they didn't bother them. Oh they wow! Just had some beef that with is that lady. Absolutely um, crazy. Yeah. So anyway, when I saw yeah. this book, <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of that because, it, and it's like a little girl and like mm-hmm. an elephant, like hugging on the car. You could just like elephants yeah. are like, you know. So you, anytime time you see like a video of the elephants, they're like, it's like yeah. so cute. And they're always like watching their babies exactly. and like they're oh like, yeah, they're family yeah, oriented, yeah, yeah, very wow. much so.
0: What a yeah. crazy story. Yeah,
1: so uh so oh. I said the lady probably deserved it. I, I I feel like she did like she did. She did. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: That's some story.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> so that's that book. If you, if you and your family are into elephants, it's like
0: it's like not not enough that the elephant killed. The woman, but it's mm-hmm. like I'm going back. And I'm going to ruin that funeral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. She took her baby. I don't know. I
1: mean, I don't wow. know. You know, someone takes your baby. Crazy. What do you do? Like, well, mm-hmm. I guess that's one one thing to do. Yeah. And like, I, and apparently, I think it happened like years ago. Like, I don't think it was recent. Yeah. Well, look at the movie Taken. Took his daughter. Oh yeah. yeah. He, he did yeah. worse than what that element <laughs> Yeah. Don't mess with people's kids. Yeah, don't mess with the
2: babies. Yeah. That
0: elephant's like, I have very specific <laughs> <set of> skills. <laughs> ah! yeah, I'll trample you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and finally, a completely different topic, there is another article that might be good, too, for Back to School Reset, uh, four tips on managing devices and screen time for families of back-to-school they said, like, you know, over the summer, you kind of get out of habits, you know, for whatever yeah. it is yeah. totally different. You know, maybe you're watching more TV, you're on your phone, the kids on the phone more, or the tablet more, or whatever the case may be. So kind of like easing back into um, a more routine for now, you're going to school and also you're gonna have to use it for school as well so getting used to that um, like setting up those boundaries and they have a lot of like good articles on like how to talk to kids from like K to 5th grade and then from 5th to 8th grade of Mm -hmm. like what to expect and like some good boundaries to set when it comes to uh, screen time and stuff so that may be a good article article. to look over before the kids head back to school it's a
0: big challenge I gotta tell you it's a big challenge it's
1: a challenge for me were you guys the type of kids wanted
2: to go back to school or didn't want to go back to school
0: me did not want to go back
1: to school. Oh, you want to go back to school?
2: No, I hated school.
1: Oh yeah.
2: But there are some kids that are like, yay, and they're excited The they're back to school clothes and I don't know. Yeah. The
1: back to school clothes was fun. That yeah. was about it. And then you wear them all on the first week and you're like, Well, there it goes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I used to get right. I used to get sick thinking about going back to school. Like yeah. when you went to the store and you could see like they had all the school oh, supplies. Know. Yeah. I used to get sick, because now they're doing them earlier and earlier. Oh I know. Well it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I can't they do everything that. early and early. And yeah. Now. Well, I just I just bought my first pumpkin spice something so. Oh did you? That's yeah, crazy. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I like like you find out who's in your classes Yeah. stuff like that. We're like, "Oh, oh my god, I have to give a shout out to my uh <laughs>
2: Guidance counselor because there was, I went to a school and there were a lot of mean people in my school mm. and I would go to her and if there were certain people in my class she would take me out and put oh, that's
1: me in
0: great oh nice to avoid
2: these jerks and I know who I'm talking about
0: <laughs>
2: and if you went to school with me you know who you are
0: yes and if you did hit All the like you. hit the like button hit the <laughs> like button <laughs> hit subscribe <laughs> yeah make up for yeah, jerks yeah exactly you are in school. exactly. All right. Thanks, Nicole, for mm-hmm. that. And Sarah, what do you mm-hmm. have this week?
2: Um, I'm talking about some of our TV shows. Nice. Mm. So um, we, we all know that we stream a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. But there are some shows that you can't stream. Or you stream them when there's commercials and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Or terrible. Or whatever. They don't have them all. They're leaving. So I just thought I'd pull some, some of the shows that I like. Nice. Yeah. So if you like the TV show Monk, mm-hmm. you might enjoy the TV show Psych.
0: Cool. No, like.
2: yeah, I never heard of it while it was on TV. I only oh. got into it after TV it uh-huh. was like on syndication, or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think it was U.S. U- U.S.A. Yeah, first, yeah. which I don't even think know if that exists anymore.
0: Yeah, U.S.A. still out there. Okay. Yeah.
2: So it is. It is a comedy slash mystery show, kind of right. like Monk, right? Yeah. So it's a duo of Gus and Sean, mm-hmm. and I'll just give a little synopsis of each thing, right? So most episodes begin with a cold open in the form of a flashback to Sean and Gus's childhoods. The flashbacks usually involve Sean and Gus being taught a lesson by a young Henry Spencer, who is played by Corbin Benson, Mm -hmm. who wishes that his son would follow in his footsteps and become a law enforcement officer. These lessons often play a role for the climax of the episode. As a child, Sean was taught by Henry to hone his powers of observation and deduction, often using games and challenges to test him. Sean originally becomes known as a psychic when after calling and tips of dozens of crimes covered in the news, which helps the police close the case, the police become suspicious of his knowledge. And then Sean opens up a um, psychic detective mm-hmm. agency, mm-hmm. Psych, and his best friend, Burton Guster, who they call Gus, is a pharmaceutical sales representative, and he drives a blue Toyota Echo, which they named the Blueberry, which is very funny, because yeah. <laughs> I had an echo. Yeah. <laughs> But at uh, Timothy a- a- Amundsen, playfully named Glass- Lassie, nicknamed Lassie by Sean and Gush. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is uh, Detective Carlton Lassiter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is Maggie Lawson, mm-hmm. who is a just later on. And then there is a chief uh, officer. So it's just primarily those five people mm-hmm. and their antics. And it's very funny. And it's about, I think. It's pretty long. It's like eight seasons, I think, and there's like so musicals and everything, and there's a lot of cultural references. So it's a fun light T V show if you wanna get into that. Nice. If you like Downton Abbey, I would go with Pull Dark. Yes. BBC show with the very <laughs> easy on the eyes, Aiden Turner, who yeah. plays Poldark. Let me see him. Pull Dark. Pull Dark. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's 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 a looker.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean <laughs> universally Good-looking. Um, <laughs> this is an uh, actual um, uh, novel mm-hmm. um, written a long time ago. And this is not Downton Abbey um, era. Mm-hmm. It's set in 1783. Oh. So yeah. Captain Ross Vener Poldark returns from the American yeah. War of Independence yeah. <laughs> to his home of Nampara in Cornwall. After three years in the army and upon his return home, he discovers his father has died, his estate in ruins, and in considerable debt, and his childhood sweetheart, Elizabeth, is engaged to his cousin, Francis. Yeah.
1: A lot going on.
2: I know. A lot happens for Poldark. Yeah. He meets a young woman called Dumbilza yeah. at a market and hires her as a scullery maid, but they fall in love. They do. Hmm. And then it's, <laughs> they do. And then it's, uh, oh, you know, yeah. drama, drama, drama. All about Poldark and his family. That's good. Cool. But it's very entertaining. It's quick. It's not, I think there's like, what, four seasons? Yeah,
1: typical BBC. Yeah, so it's, it's like. Not a lot of episodes, not a lot of
2: seasons. But if you, like I said, if you like Downton Abbey and that kind of like family genre type of thing with That's the heart good. throb and a. My, this is like my one of my all time favorite shows, Northern
0: Exposure. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Right? So oh
2: Northern Exposure kind of came out when like, I like to call it the golden age of TV. Mm-hmm. In the oh, 90s. We're in the golden TV.
0: <laughs> now, this was when, like, um,
2: I would say My Soul so-called Life was out, mm. uh, Twin Peaks. So it was quirky. It was, like, the quirky thing, right? So Northern Exposure lasted, uh, I think, a wow, while, like, eight, eight seasons. It was on Channel uh, 2, which is, uh, for everyone else, CBS, I think. Yes. So in the show, Rob Morrow, who went on to Numbers, Played New York City native Joel Fleischman, a recently graduated physician who was sent to practice in Anchorage, Alaska, for several years to repay the state of Alaska for underwriting his medical education. However, much to his chagrin, he is assigned to the much smaller and remote town of Sicily, which is in need of a general practitioner. Originally, the show focused on Fleischman's fish out of water, but then it progressed to become more of an ensemble show, focus, fo- focusing on various other Sicily residents. And this is... Um, well, who is the guy in that? It's not Mr. Big, John Corbett. Yes, his Aiden from yeah. Sex and the City, yeah, yeah. started in this, and and yeah. he played a whatever happened
0: DJ. to Janine Turner?
2: And she got dry eyes and did commercials.
0: Oh, is that her? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know <laughs> what happened. Yeah. All
0: right. No, that's yeah. That but, was uh, a great show.
2: Yes. Yeah, so this was also like drama comedy, and it's very good. And you get to fall in love with all of the people in it. Um, the next, uh, TV show that I would recommend for people who liked Mm X-Files is a show called Fringe. This had like a real big cult following.
1: People love this show. Yeah. Yeah. So this
2: is not, I think five seasons or whatever. So we have, uh, Joshua Jackson of... Pacey. Pacey. Of, uh, what's that show (laughs) called? Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. And Mighty Ducks. And Mighty Ducks. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, John Noble, who, if you know, um... Lord of the Rings. He's in a lot of other stuff. He's in it. And Fringe follows the casework of the Fringe Division, a joint federal task force supportedly, supported primarily by the FBI, which includes Agent Olivia Dunham, Dr. Walter Bishop, the mad scientist, and Peter Bishop, his son, which is Casey. Pacey. Um, they are supported by blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to tell you all the <laughs> well, people. But the Fringe Division investigates cases... Related to fringe science, hmm, ranging from transhumanist experiments gone wrong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the prospect of a destructive technological singularity to a possible collision <laughs> of two parallel universes. Ooh, <laughs> that's a lot, right there, right? So it's just uh, it's sort of like X Files, but you know, brought up a lot of, a little bit. Yeah. Then we have.
0: This is a classic one. Yes.
2: If you like Grey's Anatomy, (laughs) get into ER, which is sort of the precursor to Grey's, right? Yes. I remember my mom watching this show. Oh, yeah. So you have. Heavy
0: hitters in this one. You
2: have Dr. Green. You have uh, the original McDreamy, who is.
0: George Clooney. George
2: Clooney. Anthony Edwards. Noah Wiley.
0: Noah Wiley. Mm.
2: Juliana Margulies. Yes. Yes. And Eric LaSalle.
0: Eric LaSalle.
2: Yeah, so this was created by Michael Crichton. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So and it had 15 seasons. So people love their long-standing medical yeah. dramas. Yeah, uh, yeah. There were
0: some episodes that were like. They,
2: they this, always make you cry.
0: Well, there was they were episodes that were like shocking episodes. Yeah. Like with like do, what happens to Dr. Romano. You oh yeah. That one? Oh,
2: Dr. Romano. Yeah. So people, <laughs> let me just say, I'm a <laughs> Dr. Romano. Yeah. If you thought Grays was like. You know,
0: crazy with things yeah. happening. The
2: first, you know, right, right. right. The, you're wrong. It was ER, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So,
0: and the as you can imagine, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll forget that scene. Really, it's like no, right? He, like, yeah like screamed, and he was like freaked out. Be- he was like afraid to die before that episode. Like, yeah, yeah. Things were happening to yeah. him. Yeah, I remember
2: that. Oh, and then what's her face with the crutch? She was like,
0: oh yeah. She
2: was like, uh, that was
0: later on though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I pretty much you pretty much get the gist of it. Yeah. It's about these set of doctors in this ER <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: and their you know
0: and you know who situations. You know who uh, directed uh, episode one day one, not the pilot, but the first episode mm-hmm. is uh Mimi Letter. Oh? Mimi Letter.
2: <clears throat> okay. So ER explores the inner workings <laughs> of an urban teaching hospital and the critical issues faced by the dedicated physicians and staff. Of its overburdened emergency room, it is the most Emmy-nominated series in the history of television. Oh wow! Wow! With 124 nominations, so you know it's good, people.
0: So she did. uh, Just so you know, she she's done. uh, uh, Besides ER, mm -hmm. she did The West Wing. Oh. She did Pay It Forward, the movie Pay It Forward, Deep Deep Impact. Oh. Yes, she did. uh, That's a jump. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, China 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 Beach. Remember China Beach? Remember that show? Oh, China China Beach. Beach? Where there's like zero
2: Asians, but it's set in (laughs) Asia.
0: And she's the executive producer of uh, a new show, The Morning (laughs) Show on Apple TV. Yeah. There you
2: go. China literally in the (laughs) title. Okay. So the next one is called Crossing Jordan. Oh yeah! So if you like for like forensic type of TV shows, mm-hmm. I would recommend this. It's not that many seasons. There's like maybe three seasons, mm. but they're all pretty good. And it's uh, the main lead is Dr. Jordan Cavanaugh, and she was actually an ADA in uh, Law and Order. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know which one, but if you see the cover, yeah. you will know which Organizer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Dr. Jordan Kavanaugh is a forensic pathologist who lost her job with the Boston Medical Examiner's Office because of her passion for solving homicides, frequently extended beyond the autopsy table. Ooh. So, years <laughs> later, an old ally rescues Jordan from court ordered anger management training <laughs> in LA and rehires her to her former job in Boston. She's still feisty and mercurial and a pain in the butt, but. You know, mm-hmm. drama ensues, blah, 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 blah. So, um, so, yeah, so this is a good, another good show yeah. to sink your teeth into. Nice. And that, like you
0: said, they might not be available on streaming. I don't yeah.
2: believe Crossing Jordan is. Yeah. I don't think ER is.
0: No, I don't think it is either. Yeah. ER and, was on, what, NBC originally? is yes, Is that, a, is that yes. a universal show? Maybe it's on uh, Peacock? I don't know.
2: I don't have Peacock, so I don't know. But yeah. but either way you have to pay for Peacock. Yeah, this right. you don't have yeah, to pay right. for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, there's what, sixteen seasons? Yeah. Exactly. But I would I would really recommend it, especially uh, I know like a lot of younger people are getting into Grays. Right, um, yeah. You'll like ER just as oh, much. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yeah. The original. The original. And but, Northern Exposure too, I feel. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's a great show too. Yeah. We'll put that all in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sarah. Sure. Uh, before we finish today's show, uh, kind of ending it on a little bit of a sad note, uh, earlier this week we lost, um, uh, I get emotional here, my first crush mm-hmm. when I was a kid mentioned it uh, during episode 200, Olivia newton john passed away early this week at Aww. 73 years old after battling breast cancer for yeah. 30 years. Yeah, I was going to say Janet for a long yeah. time. 30 years she yeah. she. Had. You probably uh, know her. I think everybody would probably know her from Greece. Yeah. Which was an amazing. Uh, it was probably the most successful musical movie ever mm-hmm. up till now, right? I think so.
2: I watch it every summer. Yeah. I just watched it actually. It was yeah.
0: 1978. That was her big uh-huh. big break. Uh, you know, before that, she was uh, a very popular singer in Australia. Mm-hmm. She moved over to Britain, where she was also popular. She was actually uh, made a um, uh, an officer of the British Empire. She oh. was Dame Olivia Newton-John. Mm. And uh, in between Greece and Sharknado 5 Global (laughs) Swarming from 2017, (laughs) she did probably my favorite terrible, awful movie ever, Mm -hmm. which is Xanadu in Mm -hmm. 1980, which is great. And uh, she got back together with uh, John Travolta uh, in Two of a Kind, which was 1983 and also not a very good movie. Mm -hmm. But it was nice seeing them uh, together again uh you know obviously after Greece she did uh eight, 1981 i think her biggest album was physical mm-hmm. It was a big album but she, so many great songs uh she had a crazy life uh you know besides having cancer you know her her husband uh, disappeared right. yeah that was yeah. a weird yeah. Yeah. and when the cancer came back it went into her spine and she you know she was a a, a big proponent of um you know, medical cannabis use and for pain, you know, mm-hmm. control yeah. and everything like that. She created the Olivia Newton-John Cancer Center. Mm. You know, it's funny. I was uh, listening to Sirius XM a couple of days ago mm-hmm. and they played Magic, which is a song from oh, yeah. Xanadu, which is a fantastic song. And I just remember saying to myself, gosh, this is, I have a feeling because she was stage four, mm-hmm. f- you know, f- towards the end there. And I was like, I wonder how she's doing. And then and then on Monday, she passed. So she was 73 years old, young, but, uh, mm-hmm. but the world is a better place for having her in it. So uh, mm-hmm. so uh, when you get a chance, folks, we'll put in the show notes uh, a link to uh, Olivia Newton-John items that we have yeah, in the yeah. collection. And yeah. it's also, if you happen to come in this week um, to the library... Uh, it's on the uh, the main adult oh. floor. We have a display oh, for okay. Olivia yes, and yes. John. And speaking of the adult floor, the oh, adult floor right. is open, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Not 100% complete, but you can come down. You can browse our books. You nice can walk the floor. You can access airy. the computers now. So nice. It's really yeah. beautiful, beautiful. It came out beautiful. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're in the neighborhood in Center Reach, check us out. So that does it for this episode. If you want to listen to older episodes or read our show notes, you can visit our website, mcplpodcast.com. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. We greatly appreciate it. So for Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo, I'm Sal DiMicenzo. See you on the next show.